Serial, an excerpt from the book More Abraham and Isaac by J.L. Warnock. This book is dedicated to all the children who might read it and all the parents who might read it to them. Love and thanks to my wife, Peggy, my best friend, and the one whom I forced to be the first reader of all my books. Thanks to Professor Emeritus Gary Mitchell, grammar guru, pundit of punctuation, and all-around good guy. If a person won't help another person, what's the sense in being one? Sarah Rabinowitz. Serial. Abraham Rabinowitz groans when his old-fashioned alarm clock begins its clankety-clanging. He rolls over and puts his hand over the two bells that are on top of the clock. Oh, hush. He picks up the clock and brings it close to his eyes. He looks carefully at the clock. Goodness, is it time already? He flips the little lever that shuts off the bells. Isaac, his large gray cat, pushes the bedroom door open and comes in. He stares at Mr. Rabinowitz. All right, all right, I'm coming. Isaac is always impatient for his breakfast. Mr. Rabinowitz has to hurry to get Isaac's breakfast and his own. He has to be at school by seven o'clock. He sits on the edge of the bed and groans again. His old bones seem to ache. I wish I could go back to bed, but I've got to get ready and go. He turns on the little lamp beside his bed, slips his feet into his slippers, and walks slowly to the bathroom. He washes his face with cold water. That helps him to wake up. Then he soaks a white washcloth with hot water, as hot as he can get at his sink. He rubs the hot washcloth on his face and neck. Then he spreads foamy shaving cream all over his cheeks and chin and neck. He picks up his razor and carefully shaves. Abraham puts on his yarmulke, the little flat hat a Jewish man always wears, and gets dressed in his special clothes. Then he goes to his kitchen to feed Isaac. Isaac looks up at him. Mr. Abinowitz knows Isaac is thinking, it's about time. Mr. Abinowitz gets the can of Isaac's cat food from his little refrigerator and puts some food in Isaac's dish. Isaac looks up at Mr. Abinowitz. Oh, all right, Mr. Abinowitz says. Don't give me that look. He adds a bit more food to Isaac's dish, and Isaac begins to eat. Mr. Abinowitz fries an egg for himself and makes a cup of instant coffee. Mr. Abinowitz says, Goodbye, Isaac. You be a good boy. Mr. Abinowitz hurries down the squeaky stairs and gets his bicycle from the storage area. He wheels it out the door and down the stoop. It's an easy ride to Roosevelt Elementary School, where Mr. Abinowitz works. His job is to scan the children's meal cards as they come for breakfast. Mr. Abinowitz gets paid $7.50 an hour, and he enjoys his job.
He earns $300 every month. That helps buy food for both Isaac and himself. The very best part of his job is that he gets to say good morning to all his little friends. When he gets to school, he locks his bicycle in the rack by the front door. Mr. Abinowitz can't go in the front door. The front door is for the children, or their parents, or the teachers. He has to walk around the building to go to the back door, the one near the kitchen. Mr. Abinowitz would like to ride his bicycle to this door, but there's no bicycle rack here and nowhere to lock his bicycle. He goes inside and walks along the short hall to the cafeteria. He says hello to Mrs. Jackson. She writes down the time that Mr. Abinowitz arrives. Mrs. Jackson is the boss of Mrs. Pye and Mrs. Carroll, the two ladies who cook all the food for the children. Together they say, Good morning, Mr. Abinowitz. Mr. Abinowitz says, Good morning, ladies. He reaches into a small box and gets his plastic gloves and puts on his hairnet. The rules say anyone who works in or near the kitchen must wear gloves and a hairnet to keep their germs and hair from falling into the children's food. That's a good idea, Mr. Abinowitz thinks. We must help to keep the children healthy. Soon, the first children begin to come through the door. Good morning, Janie. Good morning, Margaret. How are you today? The girls say hello and hand their tickets to Mr. Abinowitz. He slips them through the little slot in his machine and hands them back to the girls. As each child steps up to his little table, Mr. Abinowitz says hello and slips their card. He knows everyone's name because it's printed on their card, and they all know his since he has a little name tag hooked to his shirt. They all know he is named Abraham. After a while, Jeremy steps up to the table. Jeremy is a very friendly and helpful boy. He says, Abraham, this is a new kid in my class. He came yesterday at recess time. His name is just like yours, but he don't say nothing. Mr. Abinowitz scans Jeremy's card. Then he holds out his hand for the new boy's card. The new boy just looks at Mr. Abinowitz with large, scared eyes. Mr. Abinowitz says, May I have your card, please? But the frightened little boy just stands there. Can he hear me, Jeremy? Yeah, but he don't say nothing. He pushes the new boy's arm forward so Mr. Rabinowitz can take the card. He looks at it to learn the little boy's name and slips it through the scanner. Mr. Rabinowitz smiles and gives the card back. Thank you, Ibrahim. Jeremy says, Mrs. Thatcher said he's from cereal. And the two boys walk to the food window to get their trays. Cereal? thinks Mr. Abinowitz. But soon he's too busy to think about the new boy. Lots of children are coming in for breakfast. By nine o'clock, Mr. Abinowitz is all done for the day. He says goodbye to Mrs. Jackson, Mrs. Pye, and Mrs. Carroll. He goes down the little hall, out the back door, around the building to the front, unlocks his bicycle, and starts his ride home. 
as he pedals along, he begins to wonder about the new boy, Ibrahim. Jeremy said he was from Cereal. Where in the world is that? Mr. Rabinowitz says to himself. Isaac, says Mr. Rabinowitz, as he sits in his comfortable chair and pets his big gray cat, do you know where Cereal is? There's a new little boy at school. Jeremy says he's from Cereal. I've never heard of a town with that name. I wonder where it is. Isaac stands up and rubs his head against Mr. Rabinowitz's chin. Oh, you don't know either. Mr. Rabinowitz gets up and puts Isaac back down on his chair. I have an idea. I have an atlas here. It's full of maps of the whole world. Maybe I can find cereal. He looks on his bookshelf. Ah, here it is. He takes the big book to the kitchen table and opens it to the index where everything is listed. Hmm. Hmm. Mr. Rabinowitz moves his finger down the list of countries. No, there is no country named Cereal. I didn't think there was, Isaac, but I wanted to be sure. Maybe Cereal is the name of a city. Mr. Rabinowitz turns to the section where the names of all the cities in the atlas are listed. He slides his finger down the list of cities with names that start with C. Hmm, Calhoun, Cambridge, Carson City, Canton, Cedarvale, Centerville, Cerrito, Chicago, no cereal. He puts the book back on the shelf. Isaac, I think the thing to do is ask Mrs. Thatcher. She's his teacher. I'll go to school early and ask her. Next morning, Abraham Rabinowitz groans when his old-fashioned alarm clock begins its clankety-clanging. He rolls over and puts his hand over the two bells that are on top of the clock. Oh, hush! He picks up the clock and brings it close to his eyes. He looks carefully at the clock. Goodness! Is it time already? He flips the little lever that shuts off the bells. I forgot that I set the alarm earlier so I can see Mrs. Thatcher. When he gets to school, Mr. Abinowitz walks quietly to Mrs. Thatcher's room. He knocks on the door. When a lady comes to the door, he asks, Mrs. Thatcher? No, the lady says, I'm Miss Spencer. Mrs. Thatcher won't be here today. She looks at the tag on Mr. Abinowitz's shirt. May I help you, Abraham? I don't know. There's a new little boy. Jeremy says he's from Cereal. I can't find cereal in my atlas. Do you know where it is? I'm sorry, Mr. Abinowitz. I haven't met the class yet. I really don't know anything about the little boy. Maybe Mrs. Hernandez in the office knows. Thank you, Miss Spencer. I'll ask her. But right now, I have to go to the cafeteria to scan the children's breakfast tickets. Once again, the new little boy comes to Mr. Rabinowitz's little table. Mr. Rabinowitz leans forward to say good morning, but the little boy suddenly jumps back, pointing to Mr. Rabinowitz's head and saying, Jew! He looks terrified. Mr. Rabinowitz doesn't understand. Neither does Jeremy, but he pushes Abraham toward Mr. Rabinowitz. Give Abraham your ticket. 
poor Ibrahim steps back again. Then he runs crying from the cafeteria. Mrs. Jackson comes to Mr. Rabinowitz's table. What happened, Abraham? What did you do? Mr. Rabinowitz looks up at her. I don't know. I asked for his ticket, and he got scared and ran away. I don't know why. Mrs. Jackson asks Jeremy, What did Mr. Rabinowitz do? Jeremy looks at Mr. Rabinowitz. Then he looks at Mrs. Jackson. Nothing. He just asked Ibrahim for his ticket. Well, we've got to find out what happened. Mr. Rabinowitz, I think you should go home now. I'll call you after we find out why Ibrahim ran away. Mr. Rabinowitz is very concerned about Ibrahim and very worried about his job. Will the principal, Mrs. Jennings, fire him for frightening a child? What did I do? he wonders. When he gets home, his cat Isaac looks at him in a strange way. He tips his head and flips his tail up and down. Oh, Isaac, you're not the only one who's confused. Mr. Abinowitz spends the rest of the morning searching on every map in his atlas. Nowhere can he find a place called Cereal. He sits in his comfortable chair and pets Isaac. I just don't know, old friend, I just don't know. Mr. Abinowitz's phone rings while he is heating some soup for his lunch. He turns down the fire under the pot and goes into his little living room. Hello? he says into his old-fashioned telephone. He listens very carefully. Sometimes Mr. Rabinowitz has trouble hearing on his telephone. Oh, yes, hello, Mrs. Jackson. Yes, I remember. You did? He did? Yes, I'll come early. Mr. Rabinowitz hangs up his telephone. He turns to Isaac. Well, old friend, I have to go to the principal's office tomorrow. I certainly hope I'm not in any trouble. Mr. Abinowitz skips his own breakfast the next morning. He's too nervous to eat. Mr. Abinowitz gets to school 30 minutes early and goes straight to the principal's office. He even goes in the front door. Good morning, Mr. Abinowitz, the secretary says. Mrs. Williams, Mrs. Jackson, Mrs. Thatcher, and Mrs. Mahood, Ibrahim's mother, are in Mrs. Williams's office. Please go right in. Mr. Abinowitz opens the door and looks inside. May I come in? He asks. Mrs. Williams, the principal, says, Of course you may, Mr. Abinowitz. Come right in. I'd like you to meet Mrs. Mahood, Ibrahim's mother. A lovely woman in a hajib stands and extends her hand to Mr. Abinowitz. Mr. Abinowitz smiles and takes her hand. Salam, he says. The woman's eyes open wide. Do you know Arabic, Mr. Abinowitz? He smiles. I can say hello. That's about all. It's very nice to meet you. She smiles and says, Shalom. Ah, oh, and do you know Hebrew, Mrs. Mahood? She giggles. I can say hello. That's about all. It's very nice to meet you as well, Mr. Abinowitz. I must explain about my son. We have just moved to this city. 
Where we were before, the other boys told Ibrahim stories about Jews. Terrible stories, I'm afraid. I didn't know about them until he came home yesterday and told me about them. They frightened him, and when he saw your yarmulke, he thought you would kill him and try to eat him. I'm so sorry. There's no need to apologize. Little boys will be little boys. I'm sure little Israeli boys tell each other such nonsense about Arab men. We must learn to accept others as they are, not as people say they are. Don't you think so? Yes, Mr. Rabinowitz, I do. Our children must learn to live together in peace. I have an idea, Mrs. Mahoud. If I say salam to little Ibrahim, do you think you can get him to say shalom to me? It would be a fine way to start a friendship. Yes, it would. I will speak to my son this evening. Mrs. Williams says, Well, I don't think I even need to say a word. The two of you have worked everything out. Well, not quite, Mrs. Williams, Mr. Abinowitz says. Does Ibrahim have a special teacher to teach him English? Yes, the principal says. Does his teacher know Arabic? Yes, of course. May I please come and learn Arabic while Ibrahim is learning English? Yes, I think that will be a fine idea, Mr. Abinowitz. Oh, and one last thing, Mr. Abinowitz says. Mrs. Mahood, where is cereal? I've looked through all my maps and I can't find it. Mrs. Mahood looks confused. Cereal? I don't understand. Well, one of the boys told me that Ibrahim was from cereal. I just wondered where it is. Oh, Mr. Rabinowitz, she says with a chuckle, we're from Syria, not cereal. We left there because of the war. Mr. Rabinowitz smiles broadly. So that's it. Thank you, Mrs. Mahood, and welcome to America. We're glad you've come.